is in the building. <laughs> It might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cho, the Cho Show podcast here on the swapreport.com. I am your host, JG Smooth. And today, I bring you all some good news. The Broncos have finally broken into the win column. That, that's right, they finally broke into the win column after back to back tough losses to open up the season. Uh, the UCO Broncos defeated. Lindenwood 52 to 42 last Saturday to claim their first the first win of the season, a much needed win. Um, as you have known with the past couple of episodes I'm talking about here, that um, you definitely needed needed a win because again, with uh, as many new players as they have, especially offensively. Um, I was worried about the confidence factor, but uh, the confidence should be should be better now. Um, aside from scoring um, 52 points, uh, the offense had the best ground output of the uh, of the of the season here, um, especially the uh, running backs. As you know, they have failed as as a group have failed to um, combine for 50 yards in the past two games. And uh, last Saturday, uh, senior Clay. McKenzie has 73 yards, which is the best single game uh, output by the backfield as a whole, seeing how the first two games they combined for a measly 63 yards. So uh, hopefully um, this is the start. Uh, as I had said last week, I thought this would be a good week for UCO to get the ground game going because uh, Missouri Southern, one of the weaker teams in the conference, was able to run for 231 yards against Lindenwood. So I was figuring UCO should be able to get some, some something going on the ground and they were able to do so. Um, also saw the emergence of a third option at receiver. As you know, I also was critical of uh, Freddie Broncos needed to find a third option to go with Elliot Curry and Dustin Boss. And the Broncos were actually without Elliot Curry uh, last Saturday who had who had a minor shoulder injury. He he should be ready, ready to go for uh, Saturday's matchup against third or fourth rank, uh, depending on which poll you look at. Uh, Northwest Missouri State. Um, and, and I'll talk about them uh, in, a, in a couple of minutes and that's going to be uh, a very tough task for this young Broncos team um, but but, uh, but uh, in Curry's absence Saturday true freshman Tyrone Howell from Idabel 6'3 190 um, I was told it was just just traveling because it needed an, you know another receiver uh, but he actually ended up getting getting the, the uh, getting the uh, start here and, and Tyrone Howell was a guy in that spring scrimmage that I went to 
really impressed me. I mean, he he really impressed me. Like he had some, he had a fade uh, to the to the corner of the end zone in which I was standing in, and uh, it was a pretty impressive catch. It was not it was not the the best thrown pass, and and, and he came down with it in, in pretty uh, tight coverage. So uh, I was definitely thinking, hey, like this guy, uh, I figured that you know he would get he would get um, redshirted because that's that's kind of how ball better operates but i was like this guy in a couple of years man could be the you know you know the, the the guy and um saturday the man was the guy i mean he had five catches for 162 yards and two touchdowns i mean uh the, yeah, the dude was killing it um so uh, i'm glad that the third receiver emerged now because this will definitely help Elliot curry uh, now they have another big physical receiver there. Uh, hopefully now they won't be able to double team Curry or when they do double team Curry, uh, Dustin Boss won't be the only guy uh, making 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 the catches here because as we know the past couple of weeks, Dustin Boss, especially in that Kearney game, uh, seemed to be the only person getting open. It, it, it seemed to uh, remind me of Cole Beasley with the Cowboys uh, during that Panthers game where he was the only receiver doing anything, anything, anything of note. And uh, speaking of Dustin Boss, he had seven catches for 89 yards and two touchdowns. And then finally, uh, Ronald Monroe, one of the Jucos, one of the transfers that was supposed to be making this great impact, uh, finally made a, li a little bit of an impact. He, 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 he had one catch for, for 37 yards and one touchdown. So, um, yeah, uh, again, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, I've heard that he, I mean, I know that he's a big physical receiver, uh, but, it, you know, I, I know they're waiting for him to uh, come around. Uh, so, you know, that that's, that's good. And then we cannot forget about the man I have been bragging about for the past... A uh, couple of weeks here now. That is quarterback uh, Keats Calhoun and Keats. Uh, let me let me tell you here. Keats uh, is turning the corner now. I have said, uh, if you if you recall back to the first for to the first uh, recap video against Penn State, I had said if we can block for Keats, Keats can win UCO games, and I, I believe that did. The current game only only enhanced that because again, if it was not for two crucial drops by Dustin Bosk, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, UCO would have won that uh, Kearney game. So I, I know Keats can get it done. Now I'm gonna read you Keats' stat line here, <clears throat> and Keats finished 14 of 16 for 213 yards and three touchdowns. Okay, pretty good game, right? But what if I told you that was his stats at the half? At the half, the man was 14 and 16 for 213, 213 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, you talk about like that's a solid stat line for a whole game. We're talking about this man did this in one half. Like he Keats is ultra accurately. I don't know who I could compare Keats to, but Keats is just like he just he gets it done. Like I, I Keats, Keats football IQ is definitely off the chart. Now they have they have been telling me, uh, people are running program have been telling me that Keats has a high football IQ. And, and now I'm inclined to uh, believe it because Keats, I believe, has thrown one pick in three games. So you know, and and the and the, the one pick wasn't really his fault. It's kind of one of those like hell Mary situations at the at the end of that Pitt State game. Uh, so 
Man, yeah, Keith. Now, uh, as as much as I I read you off Shadowland, you, you're probably wondering, okay, well, why we, well, why did you only read his his first half stats? That is because towards the end of the first half, Keats unfortunately went down with a knee injury, uh, and it's not looking good. Uh, from what I've been told, he's going to miss significant time. Uh, which is definitely not what you want to hear when your uh, starting quarterback is going to miss significant time, especially this upcoming stretch where they have a brutal four-game stretch here, um, where you, you, where I, I would like to have, have I would like to have had Keats, um, really to see what he was made of. I was really looking forward to uh, watching Keats this Saturday uh, uh, against uh, arguably. Uh, the best defense that he has faced yet and probably will face. Um, so, you know, I, I I don't know what the status of the knee injury is. All I know is he's going to miss some significant time with that injury. So I'm wishing Keats a speedy recovery. Apparently, it's the same knee that he injured once before. So um, I, know, I know they were hoping that it was just a sprain, but I think it is worse then just a sprain so uh again keats man we're, we're pulling for you there buddy uh and get, get get well soon uh so that now you're wondering okay so keats is out who are we throwing in their quarterback now that would be chandler gary because uh chandler gary started the second half and i'm gonna tell you from, from what i've been told the past game was not pretty uh after that point because uh chandler gary went four of 11 for 105 yards uh two tds one interception uh what i heard was uh they they like they, 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 they got they got the ball first in the in the um second half and they call a pass play apparently uh Chandler Gary threw the ball right into the ground, and, and it, it was not—it was not uh, confidence. I heard was not high. Now, I have been told that uh, Chandler Gary will be starting Saturday, so um, this this will lead me to have to ask the question here as to what does that mean for Will Collins? Are we saying that Will Collins? Um, you know, uh, you know, Will, Will Collins from from the moment I, I had heard about the guy coming to campus here, and they were comparing him to Chad Stallard, and they still are. But uh, I feel like if, if if this guy is supposed to be Chad Stallard light, I would like to think that you'd be starting him, seeing how Chad Stallard is arguably the best QB in program history. So I really have to wonder here, what is the deal with Will Collins? Because again, as I have mentioned several podcasts now. Well, Collins uh, was leading the pack uh, at the end of spring. So, again, I, I don't know what happened to Will Collins here. Uh, they claim Will Collins is supposed to be this talented passer. Again, I I, I don't know because, to me, uh, Chandler Garrett, who it has been established, is not the best passer. Um, actually, is far from it. Uh, it had beaten him out. So, I, I really wonder there what is the deal. With, with Will Collins, um, I know Will Collins now almost just by default is the backup. So I'm curious to see what happens here if uh, you know if Chandler Garrett has a rough start to that game. Are they going to stick with Chandler Garrett? Uh, and then I have to wonder here. 
uh, how much does the offense change with Chandler Garrett in there? I would imagine uh, they're going to try to run the ball. Now, I know in last year's matchup against uh, Northwest Missouri State, uh, it was a road matchup, so I was not there, but I was told, and uh, also look, looking at the stats there, that the run game was non-existent. So the run game was non-existent last year with a better line. I'm going to go out on a limb here and venture to say, it is not going to be uh, effective Saturday. Um, so, so Chandler Garrett is 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 is, is getting to start, but uh, thank but but he should have a, a healthy Elliot um, Curry in there. So you know maybe the new trio of, of of receivers there can can help him. I would like to think that they're gonna come out there and try to get him some early confidence here. Uh, probably get him some uh, some some quick throws uh, just to get him some uh, some completions and get him in rhythm uh now again that's all going to depend on blocking and from what i was told uh that the the, uh the the line did quite a bit of shuffling there uh last saturday because uh at some point in that game i don't know exactly when but the starting center uh nick George, the UCF transfer, uh, went down with a concussion. So then they had to move uh, guard Ben Ralston, who also uh, I, I apparently is the backup center, moved him to center, and then they moved um, Joe. And then in Ralston's place, they they put in. I believe I was told that they put in Seth Carmack, a redshirt freshman from uh, UConn in there um because uh and then they had to move i believe it was uh Tyler Stillwell from the other guard spot to right tackle where uh Jacob Blair uh apparently also got hurt and left the game now i've been told that Jacob Blair is supposed to play Saturday uh which is which is which is which is good so then in Stillwell's spot, they had to put in another redshirt freshman, um, J- J.W. Morrow from from Duncan. So at, at one point in time, Saturday, uh, UCL's line was pretty much a patchwork, and, and, and they they were still able to amass 436 yards, th- um, 318 yards passing, 118 yards rushing, uh, and 17 first downs. So uh, all this all this considering here, you know, seeing how the starting line as a whole was struggling here. Um, you know, with with the uh, with the with the two rest refreshment, and then you know uh, having to move two of the starters to a different positions. There, I, I'm pretty pleased by the by the output there of the offense. Uh, now, uh, not, now obviously uh, Nick George is not going to play Saturday because he's still in the in the protocol. So Ben Ralston will get the will get the start at start at center. Uh, like I said, Jacob Blair has practiced, has looked good. So I, I'm I've told that he's going to probably start, which then would move. Uh, Tyler Stilwell back to his guard position. So then it'll be interesting to see who they start at that right guard, whether that be uh, Carmack or or, or Morrow. Uh, both, uh, I heard, are very talented guys. Uh, both are are are, are, are big uh, for the D two level. So. Um, 
I'm definitely looking forward to that. It's going to be a daunting task when your first start is against a top top five or top three team, again, depending on which poll you, you, you look at. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested to uh, definitely see what, uh, what happens with that. Defensively now is where I continue to worry because again coming into the season the defense was supposed to be the strong point of the of the team and right now it just has not looked like that um that, you know uh, if, if you were to look at the at the numbers here it, it it's kind of an interesting story because they gave up 414 yards 305 passing 109 rushing 8 of 18 on third downs but allowed 31st downs again 31st downs I mean you're not getting off the field at that point and there's no way that UCO can, can come in here Saturday and allow 31st downs to the number 3 or 4 team in the country and get the win there, there, is, there is no way because you have to get off the field I, I, I mean you know I understand that UCO had four sacks. Okay, great because the sacks uh, were at were were, were a rarity the first two games, and and then they had I believe at least two or three uh, interceptions. One of them uh, I think was by was it was it O'Shea uh, returning for for a touchdown, and, and so that's that's great. But you got to get off the field here. I mean, you you have them here. They they had 18 third you know uh, third uh, uh, third downs. Okay, so. Um, you know, you you, you 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 got to get off the field here. I mean, that, I think that that is definitely the key here. Plus, the Saturday is you're gonna have to get off the field. Now, uh, that being said, okay, there were some positives as I, as I mentioned the the uh, four sacks. Uh, I mentioned uh, earlier that, uh, that, that 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 the inside without Carson Smith until he. Uh, Return was, was going to be, you know, tough. Well, I learned that Carson Smith will not be returning because Carson Smith has medically retired because of various shoulder injuries. Uh, that is a huge loss. Uh, and literally, literally and, fi- and figuratively here, that is a huge loss uh, for the Broncos because, again, Carson Smith, one of the best nose tackles in all division two football, is not easily replaced. Now, that being said, I heard that Tulsa transfer uh, Mike Rios, who I know had half a sack in the games uh, last Saturday, ha- uh, has really stepped up his game, which is great because I'm telling you, during that current game, no one has ever stepped up at all. So if that is the case, uh, my reels, we need you to continue to uh, to play at, at, the, at the high level. And then I heard that Noble Libran here, uh, who was playing some end, also um, looked good in that uh, Lindenwood win. So again, if they can play at a high level because... Uh, you know, I know they brought in this. They, 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 they brought in a bunch of transfers there. I know sometimes it takes it takes takes time for transfers to, you know, really get get adjusted and 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 going. So hopefully now they have that. Um, 
So, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing the front there. I know they 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 they, they rotate. I believe eight along the defensive line. I know for sure they they had their eight deep at linebacker. So, uh, you know, that you 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 know as much as as much as you'll see an offense uh, some out people, the defense will sum out a lot, uh, which which is which is good because you get. You get guys like like Trey Wormington here, who is uh, you know who depending on this I guess matchups here sometimes is second or third string, but it's a pretty good amount of snaps and you know it, it, when you rotate it as as much as they do there, um, you get the most out of your out of your out of your players because you can because you know if 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 you're a, if you're a lineman here. You can you can afford to go all out for you know two three plays, knowing that you're gonna get a break. You know, uh, you know, uh, the break after that. So you know if they if they can consistently show up here, and again uh, it's gonna be a big test uh, Saturday. Uh, now if they can get four sacks against uh, Northwest Missouri State, I will take that. I will gladly take a four sack performance again. Now I don't know about that, um, but I, I will gladly take that. Uh, and then um, and then uh, and then another uh, good note there was uh, if you recall last week, uh, starting safety and leading tackler Derek Watson lost his foot in a in a train accident, and I was thinking that Addison Staggs, the uh, six-year senior from Westmore, uh, would get to start. Well, apparently he also quit due to uh, due to uh, injuries. Two Addison Staggs uh, that I told you played bigger. Than he was, and doing that takes a toll on your body, and he just couldn't do it anymore. So um, that left uh, Enio transfer and uh, Pumlin City native senior Drayvon Christian, uh, who uh, started uh, and had a heck of a game: uh, seven tackles, one and a half for loss, and one sack. So. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that there really was no drop off there between uh, Derek and and Drayvon. So, um, I, I I I definitely uh, am hoping that Drayvon can uh, continue this high level of play here because uh, you know I was worried there with Derek being a leading tackler, which again as a defense I don't think you ever want your your safety being your leading tackler, but I was still worried there. Uh, uh, what, what what they what they would be doing there, and uh, and and, and uh, what what they what they did against 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 Lindenwood was uh, was good. So I, I'm hoping that Drayvon can continue that. And then corner wise, uh, I heard that they have made changes at corners. I have heard now it is it is Malik Walker, okay, who 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 uh, who had been starting. Uh, I think he started the Pitt State game actually uh, as safety, I believe. And then against Kearney, he started in place of Daniel Ballman. 
Uh, again, Daniel, Daniel Bauman is a guy that I think a couple of years down the line will be good because again, he's 6'3". He has all the all the length uh, that you could want. I just don't think he's ready. And even watching him in that in that uh, spring scrimmage, to me, uh, he did not. I did not feel like he was ready to immediately play. Uh, I know again the. Uh, the loss of uh, starting cornerback Stephon Robinson uh, due to uh, team rules uh, really put him in a bind there because I know they're counting on Stephon Robinson to uh, be the you know their main corner, uh, so kind of put them in a tough spot there, uh, and then. Uh, Colby Underwood, who coaches have been ha- having high on, and, and, and again, Colby Underwood, I, I've seen the ability. I have seen the ability from Colby Underwood, but again, he's only 5'8", 5'9", so again, there's a match of problems there, and, and he's gotten beat uh, uh, quite a few times, apparently. Uh, I know he got beat a couple of times against Pitt State, Uh Kearney, I, I know he would he wouldn't be as bad against Kearney, but he did let some receivers receivers get behind him. Now I know that could be because they're both option teams and didn't know really when when they pass the ball and when that happens, you'll have the uh, corners sort of creeping up and that's what happened with with, with him. Uh, but also <clears throat> just when he's on a bigger receiver, the matchups there never really in in his favor. Uh, so, you know, um, I, I did, they, they finally said, <coughs> excuse me, they finally said, uh, enough is enough. And, um, starting in, we're not starting a Kent State transfer. Now, I'm not, not, I don't know what his name is because he was a late addition. So once I find out his name exactly, uh, I will let you all know. Um, but uh, we have a Kansas State transfer there that uh, that apparently is bigger and did better. So uh, our corners now uh, are, are are talented and and have better size uh, to match up now. So uh, that should not be uh, a concern moving forward uh as it was early on in the in the season <clears throat> and finally before i move on in to into the preview uh one more person that has left the program because of injuries is sophomore running back jake stanley from meeker uh, if you recall uh in the very first episode i had mentioned when I had discussed the running back situation last season, that Jake Stanley uh, delivered, uh, you know, when 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 it called upon him, which was a guy that was, uh, that was essentially the third string back, and you know, uh, was called upon because of injuries, and delivered. Uh, so you know. Um, and I was looking looking forward to, to seeing him back again uh, this season. But as I have mentioned also in that first podcast, that he also suffered a concussion that led to the emergence of Bruce White. Uh, well, apparently Jake got another concussion 
sometime in, uh, early on in fall camp and just decided it, w- it was in his best interest to walk away from the sport. Uh, I can respect that because concussions are nothing to joke around with. So I, I, I totally um, can uh, respect any any player's decision there to walk away for the sake of their of their long-term health. So uh, while it is a loss, uh, and I definitely want, want to wish Jake the best of luck here uh, with his future endeavors, um, you know, the, the, the you know, there is still depth. Uh, again, you got uh, Clay McKenzie, you got Justin Curry, you got Bruce White, and then you got Tyreek Fringe. So, uh, you know, so they have some depth there. So while while uh, you know while Jake's loss hurt, uh, you know it, it's not it's not as bad as it as it was if it had been uh, last season. So um, looking at this Saturday's uh, game. Uh, against Northwest Missouri State, who was three, he was three and zero, and coming off of a sixty-three to zero win over Missouri Southern. Uh, again, really hard necessarily judged by beating Missouri Southern. You know, it's like beating. Then why? You know, I can't even say it. it's it's like it's like beating Kansas because you know Kansas uh right in that uh two game win streak now, uh which I talk about a little bit in depth on the Fourth and Long podcast, uh also on the uh on the on the website so you know you want you want to get that 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 a listen to, um so okay so you know beating Missouri Southern is like beating the Kansas last year. We'll, 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 we'll just go. We'll just, we'll just we'll, we'll go that route. Um, so you can't really tell much off of that. Uh, but um, Northwest Missouri Southern is um, Northwest Missouri State is no joke. I'm just put it out there. Uh, they no joke. Last year when UCO played them, they were the number one team in the country, and UCO uh, should have won that game. Uh, you know, the, they 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 missed some uh, some some opportunities in the past game, and uh, they still had a chance uh, at the end to uh, tie the game and, and just could not do it. Uh, now that was also in a downpour. Now I don't know if you guys have seen the forecast. Uh, but uh, it's it's gonna rain. That's just <laughs> all the Wiggins voice uh, voice here. It's gonna rain. Uh, it's supposed to rain Friday and Saturday. So um, you know, uh, again, I, I don't know if the rain is going to uh, yield to a similar performance. Uh, that would be ecstatic if UCO was it was within that game until the final drive. Um. But again, it is a different team for UCO. Uh, again, a different playmakers, and now a different, different quarterback with the backup of a different quarterback in there now. So um, that would that would be interesting. But uh, Northwest Missouri State last week against Missouri Southern, uh, the defense had three sacks, one interception, uh, 588 yards offense. 332 passing yards, 256 rushing yards, 31 first downs, and 10 total on third down. So again, now UCO's running 30 first downs to Lindenwood, a far less superior team than the one coming to town. 
who had 31 first downs. So that concerns me here because, uh, you know, uh, that 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 really that really concerns me. Um, so uh, you know, I, I I'm that's going to be a real test here for for the defense, especially after after last week. Um, some players to look out for for uh, Northwest Missouri State. The quarterback, Braden Wright, 6'2", 180. Uh, 15 of 22 for 267 yards and two touchdowns with one interception. Uh, he also is their leading rusher, I, I, I have, I've been told. So, uh, going to have to watch out for the QBs again. You know, this conference is full of quarterbacks that are mobile. So, I, I I say that every week, but again, I'm pretty sure it's probably a given at this point. You got to watch the quarterback runs. Um, now they 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 do have two backs that possess pretty good size for the D2 level. Uh, one of them is Josh Caldwell, a 5'11", 220 pound Missouri Western transfer, uh, which is uh, which actually is not uncommon. That what I've noticed now in, in D2, it's not uncommon actually for um, players to transfer with, with, within the conference. Actually, I, I, I've seen quite I've seen quite a, quite a bit of that actually. Um, but uh, he had 856 yards and eight touchdowns in eight games uh, last season for Missouri Western, and last week against Missouri Southern. He had 10 carries for 78 yards and two touchdowns. And they have Isaiah Strayhorn, a Juco, 5'10", 205, had 10 carries for 57 yards and one touchdown. So um, those are two pretty good-sized backs there. Um, now, the game will definitely test the uh, defensive front here for UCO. Uh, you know, uh, I mentioned that Mike Reels was taking strides forward. Well, Mike, this is this is this is a time to take some more strides forward here uh, because um, you know you're gonna have a pretty stiff uh, stiff test here. I'm, I'm sure Missouri State. I'm sure uh, Missouri State line is 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 good. I mean, you're not you're not a top five team. You know, for, for for nothing here. So um, that that's definitely going going to be interesting much there. Uh, now at receiver here, I feel like UCO uh, at least from a size point of view matches up well uh, because both the uh, top top two receivers, Sean Bain Jr. and Alec Tatum, are five or five eleven, five nine respectively. So that matches up well because Lee Walker. I believe is six foot or just a shade under, and I know that Kansas State transfer is at least five foot eleven, so it's about an even matchup there, uh, which is what uh, which is what you want because what you don't want is you know uh, what happened in, in, in Ames last week where you know OU was in good good coverage, but Iowa State because of the size advantage you know just rendered it you know like useless. So. Um, that's that 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 that's also good. Um, now uh, defensively for um, Missouri State, North Missouri State, um, their defensive backs uh, actually were the, were the leading tacklers in the uh, Missouri Southern game. Um, 
with Jack Reynolds, uh, 5'9", 175, had six tackles, one, one, one went for loss, and then Jarrell Green, 5'10", 170, had four tackles, one for loss, and one interception. Uh, so again, not, not, not really big there uh, on the uh, on the back end, um, which is good because I mentioned before now, with the emergence of Tyrone Howell and then Curry back there, those are those are two big physical receivers there that I like to think uh, that they could do what our state stated to OU there and kind of just you know toss up talk, toss it up up to them there and uh, let them make the uh, make the play, especially if they if they if they play man to man. Uh, so that's much of there. I'm really looking looking to see, especially how North Missouri State comes out and and plays, uh, what coverages they, they they come out in there, and then um, their yeah, best linebacker Nick Hess, uh, 6'1", 215, have four tackles, two for loss, and one sack. So uh, he will also be a factor in 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 the run game again. They only allowed. 38 rushing yards to Missouri Southern. Uh, I imagine it's going to be tough sledding here for the ground game that, that just got going. But, um, you know, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, but uh, it, it, it is it is it is what it is. And then, and then the best lineman that they have, um, Mike Elkie, I hope I hope I'm saying his, his name right. Uh, 6'5", 248, and he had he had one sack. Now looking at the rest of the defensive line uh, for them, you know the size is similar to what UCO has. Where I know they had one 300 pounder, and then the rest were you know that 260 to 280 range. So it it, it should definitely be an interesting matchup. Um, I think if I was to give uh, keys of victory here for the for the Broncos. Uh, it would have to be one. Um, Guy got the field. Uh, you got to get off the field. Don't allow anywhere near thirty first downs. Um, offensively, the key, um, you know, with Chandler Garrett would be to get him going going early. Again, get him some positive momentum here. Get him, get him uh, in 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 rhythm there. Uh, you know, try not to do too too much. Uh, I would also say they would have to definitely exploit the one-on-one matchups there uh, in in the pass game because they definitely have the size advantage. Uh, and then another key, again, as a key this to every game, in my opinion, is to win line of scrimmage. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to run, you know, that you have to be dominating to run the ball, but especially in pass game, they definitely have to win the last scrimmage. So I'm really looking forward to uh, Saturday. Hopefully, hopefully, I can be there this Saturday. Um, now again, we're rating heavily Friday and Saturday. I don't know um, because again, I was supposed to go into that Kearney game and couldn't go because of the rain. So uh, hopefully, not gonna wood here. I can, I can, I can, I can get there. Um, again, we get some quotes here. I can definitely uh, throw in some audio clips of that uh, next week, um, and and uh, you know that that'll be nice to have. Just just getting back back out there and to wrap this up here. Um, 
I actually got a tour of the new uh, athletic performance center, and it is nice. Let me tell you, it is top of the line. I mean, it, it, it is, it is, I mean, it is, it is nice. I mean, the weight room is nice. Um, you know, I, I was able to go into the, into the locker room because, you know, the, 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 the team was in there getting, 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 ready, getting ready for practice. But, um... I mean, the weight room is nice. Coaches' offices are, are, are nice. I mean, the, the the little booster club area is really nice. Um, they, they got a little theater in there. The, the whole the whole thing is just great. The whole thing is great, and it's definitely going to be a boost in recruiting moving forward. So that's gonna do it for the, for this week's um uh episode of of the Tosho of, of the Tosho podcast next week. Again, we will break down the uh, Northwest Missouri Missouri State game and preview the uh, Fort Hayes State game, the defending MIA champion. So uh, that's gonna do it. Uh, I'm gonna hope to be smooth. No talk. To you.